0: This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Finding Your Bliss with host Judy Lebrack. Heard every Saturday at 1 p.m. on Zoomer Radio.
1: Hi, everyone. I'm Judy Liebrach, and this is Finding Your Bliss, the show that helps people find and follow their happiness and their bliss. Today we have a very special show for you celebrating two outstanding artists, Canada's queen of R&B and soul, and now also an award-winning musical theatre actress, Extraordinaire Miss Julie Black, and also on the program, award-winning singer, musical theatre performer, and artist Vanessa Sears. Their connection, award-winning roles in the musical stage company and theatre masterpiece, Carolina Change. And they are both strong community leaders who are creating powerful change in the world. They both join me today, and I'm thrilled and it's an honor to welcome Julie Black to Finding Your Bliss. But first, let me tell you a little bit more about Julie Black. Julie Black is a true Canadian icon named as one of the 25 greatest Canadian singers ever that was said by CBC Music she's been dubbed Canada's Queen of R&B soul as a platinum selling recording artist her music career has yielded multiple singles reaching the top 10 pop R&B and dance music charts she has taken home Juno and Gemini Awards earned innumerable industry accolades and was hand selected to sing for the Queen of England with her power house vocals hilarious personality generosity of spirit, I'm adding that, and love of people, Julie Black truly is every woman. Her passion for philanthropy has taken her from the shanty towns of Bangladesh to the villages of South Africa and all across Canada. As a woman of faith, she champions important causes and uses her career as a platform to celebrate and inspire the greatness that lies within each of us. As a songwriter, Julie has written music that has touched the hearts of her fans, and collaborated with industry heavyweights such as Sean Paul, Destiny's Child, among many others. She has shared the stage with superstars such as the Black Eyed Peas, Kanye West, Celine Dion, Elton John, and Etta James, just to name a few. Julie is also a major presence in the Canadian media and entertainment industry. As former host and correspondent for E eTalk, Julie was chosen to interview global megastars such as Jay-Z, Oprah Winfrey, wow, and former president Bill Clinton. She has also appeared in films, television, and theater. In her first ever musical theater performance in a leading role, starring as Caroline in the musical stage company and Obsidian Theater Company's production of Caroline or Change was not only spectacular in the role, but she won a Dora Maver Moore Award and a Toronto Theatre Critics Award for what's been referred to as a modern masterpiece with purpose-driven ideals and boundless spiritual fortitude she continues to refine and reinvent her artistry a phenom in canadian entertainment lifestyle and public speaking arenas she is co-founder and keynote speaker for the renowned empowered in my skin women's empowerment summits a vocal advocate for the lgbtq communities she is also the founder of 100 Strong and Sexy, a phenomenal health, wellness, and lifestyle organization whose values are integrity, trust, winning attitude, giving back, and love. Julie, (laughs) so happy to welcome you to Finding Your Bliss. I can't even tell you. Thank you for having
0: me. So, so grateful to be here. I really am.
1: Julie, you've had truly a dazzling and spectacular career as an award-winning singer-songwriter, recording artist, And then in what you described as a manifestation, a dream come true, you were cast in the leading role, Caroline, in Caroliner Change, produced by the Musical Stage Company and Obsidian Theatre Productions alongside Misha Brugger-Gossman. The story is about a Black maid working for a white Jewish family in Louisiana in 1963. And the word most closely associated with North American politics was hope. What did it feel like when you realized you were playing the leading role, Caroline, in a life changing and spectacular performance and in a production that's been referred to as a modern masterpiece?
0: Wow. What did it feel like? Uh, It felt like a Goliath at first, just realizing the magnitude of a story that was still relevant before George Floyd, before Black Lives Matter. This was still something that was in the news as far as uh, the political unrest. Uh, the racism, you know, the lack of equality in the the wage disparities like in in modern day life, and so I was thinking about really as an empath in real life, how would Caroline really feel? and so I really took time to meditate on that and and it took me fourteen months to really get to know Caroline, to really get to know her life so that i
1: wasn 't acting. I was really becoming this woman it's incredible. I spoke to Elaine Overholt from Big Voice Studios who said of all the celebrities and all the students she has ever worked with, you were the hardest working person she has ever had in her entire career. What drives you so relentlessly to succeed? Well, to know that somebody
0: fought for my freedom, to know that my parents migrated from Jamaica with nothing more than $100 in their pocket uh, before I was born, and to know that you know it's my responsibility to not have their sacrifices and them parking their dreams be in vain and with a with a loving heart there wasn't any pressure there's any fear it's it's really about gratitude you know to really be grateful for the life that i've been given i've been afforded the privilege in becoming julie black all of my siblings i'm the youngest of nine who all sacrificed you know taking care of the baby julie there's 20 years between myself and the eldest and then the rest of them, like 10 years, 12 years, 13, 14, 15, like really, I was am like, I think I was an afterthought. But um <laughs> ultimately everybody decided to pour into Julie. <laughs> and so it was it was my my privilege and my responsibility to have every moment of success be celebrated by my into my first family as well as my chosen family, my fans, followers, my faith family and the church community. And the entire world, those who, who don't even have a belief system to be like, oh, man, this girl, you know, came was like a rose growing from concrete, you know? So it's all of those things.
1: Julie, you've had so many lives. You've been Julie on the block, Julie from Jane and Finch, Julie from Canada Reads, Julie from E Talk. You've been Julie in so many different incarnations and you're constantly reinventing yourself and becoming a butterfly again. Who is Julie Black right now?
0: I think the question is more so whose is Julie Black right now? You know, and I've really been dedicated to my faith and really being uh, surrendered. I've surrendered to my life and to the fact that every time God taps me on the shoulder and every morning I, I get this opportunity to, to really get to do things and not got to do things. I've really changed my outlook and this is what I get to do. Sometimes we wake up and say, I got to go to work, or I got to take care of these kids, or I got to do this presentation, or I got to work out. And if you think about it, you know, especially in light of COVID, you know, I pray for all who are on ventilators, for example, that at this point would, would love to do a workout.
1: Absolutely, and and you know we are all blessed, and we all need to feel blessed, right? Absolutely. You said in this production of Carolina Change, the director Robert McQueen taught you to become a storyteller, and your performance was so exquisitely beautiful and raw, and so powerful that it actually ripped our hearts out, like it tore our hearts out. And the Toronto Star's headline was: "Julie Black makes a rapturous musical theater debut in Carolina Change." What was it like working with this director, Robert McQueen, and how did he help transform you, someone who had really never done musical theater before in a leading role, into a Dora Mavermore Award-winning actress, the first go-around competing against some of the most major stars in the business? And you took home all of these impressive awards. What happened?
0: What happened was Robert created a brave space for me, more so than a safe space. He got to a part of my my heart where I was able to reveal the imposter syndrome and reveal that though I've been sitting with all this talent kind of lying dormant as far as acting or becoming, I never I just didn't feel like I belonged. And so, you know, him number one saying this role was is it's you. We knew it was you right away. We knew it this had to be Julie Black. And for us to spend the whole year together more than a year. And I I expressed to him, okay, I'm all in. This is about value over currency. Are you able to, to Hmm. also give me your time and same thing with Reza? Will you be able to give me your time? Cause I want to be able to do this role fully be in it fully all in and, you know, train my vocal cords and, and not feel like I'm emoting if I'm trying to, you know, all of that. And so he, his experience is just unreal. And he taught me a, a phrase that I use to this day, go off of impulse, go off of impulse, go off of impulse.
1: You said that's even going to help you in your you know, regular singing that you've always done. And I think you've always known that instinctively, but this probably brought you to a whole other level.
0: Oh, absolutely. I think that uh, recognizing that I've always been a storyteller in my music and making music and writing music and performing. And there's no two shows that's ever been the same. I really bring my life onto the stage. And so to know that that has closed the loop it's really confirmed. It gave me confirmation that that little girl at six years old that opened her mouth and in church and sang something came out of my body that really touched people. It's to trust that thing that's coming out of my mouth, out of my body, to know that it was given to me to be shared and to, to be used as... Uh, healing ointment. And now for the first time, especially over COVID, I've come to realize that uh, that same ointment, I need to apply on my own wounds. I need to apply it on my own skin, my own life to be able to be the best Julie, to be able to be really, to, to move past the pain. And, you know, I, I people need to meet me where I am today. You know, sometimes people get comfortable with the misery, the miserable Julie or the, the Julie that was, you know, struggling or talking about all the hard times and you know my mom said to me before she passed away that you know you can't get to the top of a mountain climbing on a smooth surface and so realizing that all of that was not for naught yes you need it's like doing those rock climbing at those little amusement parks like you need those bumps you need to put your heel on that (laughs) bump and then grab that take your hand and move that way and, and trust that your faith is your harness Right, and that's, and that's right. I've never said that before. So I'm so happy that's coming in this conversation. You have a very great vibe, by the way, Judy. Thank you for creating the space. Oh, thank
1: you. Yeah, so do you. Thank you. The project "Carolina Change," set against the tumultuous backdrop of the Kennedy assassination and the Civil Rights Movement, explores the story about ordinary people facing extraordinary change. And this musical was very close to your heart, and I think you even understood the character Caroline deeply and related to her through your own mother. Can you explain?
0: Yeah. My mom came to Canada as a domestic. Um, there was a program where you could apply and come up and, you know, be, a, be a, a domestic worker. And so in listening to my mom's stories on the sacrifices that she made, you know, she was loved by the families that she worked for, just like Caroline. She had her own children to raise, you know, uh, my dad worked in the factory, my mom was domestic. And so just to know that both of them, even with their combined income, weren't able to do some of the luxurious things that the people that she worked for could do for their kids. So to know that, you know, I'm finding coins in Noah's little Noah's pocket as far as Caroline and the musical is concerned. And my mom told me a story in particular that um the people that she worked for were so they trusted her that much they leave at back then you see 20 dollars. that's that's a lot of money it's still money now but you know what i mean like they'd leave money on the house and and that uh, knew that she wasn't gonna take it you know and um, yeah. you know eventually uh they really they they helped her they helped her to to better her life and when it was time for her to get another job and she she applied to work at this at a factory. You know that was a big thing back then, and so they gave her their blessing. Those stories that my mom, my mom had that she shared with me, that whole dynamic of those relationships, I could go there. That's the beauty about your memory and how much thoughts become things. They really, they actually do, and so it's really it's that the whole process really helped me to be able to visualize, and to know that there were times where I was at the theater until 11, 30, 12 at night trying to shake Caroline off of me. It's such an old classic art form that people don't realize that there's a spiritual connection to it.
1: Julie, we were talking about how 24 years had passed since your parents had gotten divorced and they hadn't seen each other. And then finally your mom let go. And you talked about this during your TED Talk. Can you tell us a little more about just that concept of letting go?
0: Yeah. um, Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Um, My mom, you know, was really carrying a lot of, of pain, of past pain, of resentment. Yeah. But she never spoke poorly about my dad. That's what's interesting about the whole scenario. She never tried to turn us against him or any of the above. And I was just like, is it okay if daddy comes to the show? And she said, yeah, and that yes was like winning the lottery. And, uh, and he was so happy too. And he came and when he walked into the room, we had the family table and we'd saved a seat for him. And he came right behind my mom and just put his arm around her and hugged her. And this is like 20 something years later, I could cry right now. And, um, and somebody took, my sister took a picture and I have that picture in my, on, my, um, on my coffee table right now as we speak. Ugh. And she just, closed her, she just closed her eyes and smiled. And it's a black and white picture. And I'll never forget that. And often when I do keynotes, I've I've shared that photo and said, this is what divorce could look like. It could look like this, you know?
1: I understand that so much because I'm a child of divorce. My parents got divorced, which was really unheard of back in the 60s. And um, so I just know that feeling of your parents actually coming together, how deeply meaningful that is. Oh, yeah. I cried a lot, as I'm sure many did, when you sang in tribute to your late mother, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Mm -hmm. What an achievement to do a TED Talk. What was it like walking around that red circle? Can you speak to this? (laughs) The red circle.
0: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Um, that's the first time I could say in a long time that I felt nerves. Usually I have some anxiousness. So I, always, I always feel something. But I was actually like really like nervous that day. Um, but I think also because it was the anniversary of my mom's passing. It was November 29th. I'm like, wow, okay, mom. So like my mom was like, go. She would always say, go, girl, go, go.
1: <laughs> you could hear her voice. You could hear her voice. Oh, yeah. So incredible. So it's opening night. And there you are standing there so beautiful. Can you set up this outstanding, brilliant, and heart-wrenching performance of you as Caroline singing I Got Four Kids?
0: Uh Well, again, very out of body. But I, I knew when it was like opening night that something was going to click over and it was going to be a spiritual experience. It was just the most magnificent experience, and then backstage, you know, Vanessa could attest we have all types of jokes that was going on backstage, whether it was whether it was a line or line dropped, or like, the, the ironing board that was acting up, or <laughs> there was always something. We had such a, such great. Times backstage, I miss. I miss backstage as much as being on the stage.
1: Yeah, it was a family, right? It was a family that that basically just embraced you. Yeah, yeah, we embraced one another. Like, what a diverse cast!
0: There are no ageism, even that. Like, the the story ran so deep. We we had young right up to the. To the, to the wisdom You know what I mean
1: yeah. <laughs> So let's have a listen To Julie Black Singing I Got Four Kids In Carolina Change Been
2: 22 years of cleaning For all them years I worked and prayed Every day I Doing laundry 30 In 1963 I thought for sure by now I'd be Someplace cooler Someplace high Someplace where there's something dry from no electric dryer, doing something finer, something not as meek as getting hit and turning cheek, hit.
1: Wow, Julie, your performance just makes me weep. Can you describe how you felt when you found out that you won the Dora Award and you heard these words, and the Dora Moore Award, her outstanding performance in a leading role in musical theater division goes to Miss Julie Black.
0: <laughs> well, uh, you see, we're, we're virtual now, this whole COVID-19 thing. So it was also the first time receiving an award. was well, sitting, I was sitting. I didn't know. It's not like they told us in advance. So I was sitting live. I had my Instagram live on. So people were on there. And uh, we had the butterflies and all that. I was nicely dressed up top with my underwear at the bottom. <laughs> and so, uh, <laughs> and I, got, I was so nervous. I actually almost missed that they said my name. I, they said, I I missed, I missed my first name. I caught the last name. I was like, ah, I just won. Yeah! <laughs> and uh I finally allowed myself to feel worthy and, and deserving because there's, there's been years of uh, imposter syndrome and, and with acting the imposter syndrome is, is real for me Mm -hmm. because I I never, I just like, do I, am I an actor? Am I, am I, I still question myself to this day. I, but I I was really in full surrender. I was like, yeah, I worked, I worked hard and, you know, but when, when we had a Zoom call with the organizers, because it was at the prime, George George Floyd, Black Lives Matter, like all of, everything just was, it was impacting. And I said to them, I'm grateful for the award. I just hope it's not tokenism. And I actually said it to them. I said, I just really, I have to say it. Because I'm,
1: I'm trust me, it wasn't. Trust me, it wasn't. <laughs> I speak on behalf of all of Toronto and anyone from anywhere else in the world that came. Thank you, thank you. Carolina, change was so powerful that it changed audiences and the public and the actors and everyone who experienced it. How did it change you?
0: How did it change me? Um, it allowed uh, full surrender, letting go, mm-hmm. yeah, trusting my life. Like looking at other areas of my life, my personal life, my Business, my financial life, my music life, all of it, spirituality, all of it, realizing that mm-hmm. it's not in my control. Yes. Really letting go.
1: So powerful. Julie, I love when you say that your mission is to help others find and commit to their wellness journey and make deeper cultural connections in mental, emotional, physical and spiritual wellness this is so aligned to what our show is all about helping people become their best selves and find their bliss julie you have created an unbelievable movement your program 100 strong and sexy what sets it apart and distinguishes it from all the rest can you paint a picture of what exactly 100 strong and sexy is all about and how it works Right. Thank you for asking. Well, I'll start with our motto. Unity
0: is our strength. Community is our currency. There's there's no value in separation, in distance, in segregation, in all of those words and more. We've decided you know i say we there's there's now there's been over 700 women to sign up and com- complete at least one cycle which is 100 days of 100 strong and sexy where we're focusing on health wellness and lifestyle like really a, a place where it's 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 overflowing with positivity, you know. Whether you join up for our book club or for our plant forward group, or for if you're, you you want to develop your spiritual practice with wake and worship on Monday mornings at six a.m., coming together and praying, and you know whether you want to join our aerobic step group step group group. We've done we've created a group that's like next level kind of hip hop fun stuff like that. We also have a, a a bereavement group that we started called in the arm of an angel and all of the pillars of 100 Strong and Sexy, including our bestie club and our our couples night is our extensions of my life, either something that's been, that was missing that I wanted to, to create or something that I experienced that brought me so much joy as my GPS that I said, like, let's make up, let's implement it into the program. And so you can sign up, um, you know, we, we started August 1st, however, registrations stay open at least for the first three weeks of the month. And we go right until November. Then we start again, December 1st until international women's day in March. And then we start again, April 1st until July 11th. And that's it. You could never miss the dates. It's the same hundred days, no matter what. Um, we have women in Peru, in Uganda, Nigeria, in Atlanta, Texas, North Carolina, New York, all across Canada, because we're virtual. So we're meeting on Zoom. We do Zoom workouts. We do Zoom cooking. We've done everything on on online. So. You know, it's just an amazing movement, and it is it is multicultural. We have many mothers. There's one example where there was a, there was a new mom, and uh, her son was getting a little bit too exposed to. The, he was really scared. COVID was having him be afraid. And another mother said to her, "Hey, what are you watching around him?" And she said, "Well, my husband and I tend to watch CNN." She said, "Well, there you go. There's there, there's there's why your kid's scared." You know, and just being on in the background, she didn't realize that her son was soaking it in. So there's that type of mentorship. We have a mentorship program as well. And it's just lovely. It's like, it's, I've started it after my mom passed away because I'm not going to lie. Depression and anxiety and grief and loss was pinning me down. I was gaining weight. I was eating too much. I was drinking. I'll be honest. And I totally started to lose myself. But I, I you know what, I, I, I often say I might bend, but I won't break. And I just started to really rise up. And I and, and asked women to come along with me. And here we are two years later, you know, just women supporting women, girls. Our youngest member is 12. Our oldest is 75.
1: Uh, all you have to do is follow Miss Julie Black on Instagram and you'll see that she's like a warrior. She's in such phenomenal shape. And she's so inspiring that uh, you just see one of her workouts and you want to you get in there and do the same thing. She is amazing. Again, that's uh, Miss Julie Black, J-U-L-L-Y Black on Instagram. And of course, as well, to sign up for 100 Strong and Sexy, you just go to 100strongandsexy.com and just click on sign up now. It's that easy. It's, uh, it's incredible. The registration for your seventh cycle for 100 Strong and Sexy is open until August Seventeenth and you really are a bliss woman, you know that, right? <laughs> yeah. You're creating such inspiration for people you know in these difficult times. it's just it's unbelievable. In an interview, Julie on City TV, you said that it's very important to quote, "Our community, the black community, needs black people, young and old, to be in these seats in these theater seats. We need our mothers, grandmothers, aunts, sisters, daughters, nieces, goddaughters, especially to come and get the healing. Can you explain what you meant by that?
0: Oh, absolutely. Being a musician and artist performer for all these years, 20 plus years, the majority of the audiences that come to see me are are white, non-Black people. And so when it came down to Carolina Change and the musical stage company, the city and theater company, they were very keen to make sure that no seat would be empty because of financial reasons. Until we are able to see ourselves and hear our stories and know that we're not alone, you know, there were so many grandmothers and aunts and mothers young and, and older that shared with me like the 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 shedding of the armor, the the weeping was a cleanse as they saw Carolina change. Like that was like they left feeling light. Mm. They left feeling light. And that's that's the biggest compliment. It wasn't about my voice, about the no, it wasn't about Julie Black. People said they didn't see Julie Black. Caroline. Caroline, and Emmy, and Noah, and the relationships are on stage, mm. the, those families, all the families, because there are multiple families in that production. Uh, they, it helps everybody leave feeling light, and, and, and the discomfort that happened. You know, in those, there's moments of discomfort, being able to have the whole audience sit in it together. Yes. And and be triumphant by the end. It's just like, uh, it's healing. It's medicine. It medicine. It's medicine. elevating. is elevating, yes.
1: Your best single to date was Seven Day Fool. We're going to be playing it at the end of the show, which was originally sung by Etta James and peaked at number nine on Billboard's Canadian Hot One, 100 chart. Revival won the uh, 2008 Juno Award for R&B Soul Recording of the Year. You say Seven Day Fool didn't make me, it revealed me. What did you mean?
0: You know, I had all of this in me, all of this, wisdom again all of this rawness and realness but it also revealed my femininity it was my first time showing my legs it was hmm. my, like in my entire career like, and that was like i was at least 15 years into my career by then hmm. you know it it revealed that who i am versus what i did was most important
1: yeah yeah
0: and though that i had such huge success that many started to focus on the what and i it shifted me to the who and then faithfully it shifted me to the who's and for me and my faith that i'm god's child so that's whose i am Mm. and so it created boundaries for me but way after because you know it's like oh who did you, you everybody's treating me differently why i'm the same the same julie before it charted and had all the success so why am i being treated differently now Now i have more value i'm not i'm not exempt from cancer or any of the other things Mm -hmm. but now i have more value Mm -hmm. so it really made me go deep 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 and it was sad at times dark even because i really couldn't trust certain people anymore and so there was a there was a grief, a grieving of certain relationships as
1: well. Yeah. And a shedding, which sometimes we need to do. And sometimes during, during this pandemic, I think a lot of us are doing that, right? We're just shedding what we don't need and really focusing on what matters and what is, and what is good and what we're grateful for. Absolutely. You have a tattoo of a bridge and it represents allyship. And you say you're a dot connector and that this is your purpose in life to bring people from one place to the next. Yeah. Everyone's, everyone's
0: invited to to join. And this is a it's, we're, we're building bridges big enough for everyone to cross. In this day, we need to be allies. We need to be co-conspirators. Yes. You know, we need to We need to really, we're better together. We are absolutely better together. And if you don't invest in your health, you will have to pay for your sickness.
1: Yeah. So let's, let's, just, let's invest. Yeah. Absolutely true. What is bliss for Julie Black?
0: <laughs> bliss, bliss for Julie Black is uh, Jamaica, the... The Ritz Carlton, Hyatt Zalara <laughs> on the beach with some um, amaretto and seven. I'm not very healthy after talking about things, but also to be totally simple bliss for me is literally just hanging out at home, hanging out at home with my with my family
1: yeah i love it the I'm best. A homebody. Yeah. i have to tell you julie it has really been an honor and a delight to, and a pleasure to talk to you what is the best way for people to follow you on social media and contact you yeah.
0: oh you can follow me on instagram it is m-i-s-s julie j-u-l-l-y black miss julie black twitter's julie black facebook's julie black I'm on all the other ones, but I'm going to have to hire people to do all this stuff. This is a full-time job, <laughs> TikTok, and, no, it and all that. But I'm very active on, on Instagram. I'm very, very active on Instagram. I answer all of my messages. And she's amazing.
1: <laughs> she has a lot, a lot of followers. I've checked it out, and it's the most inspiring site ever. you got to check it out. Thank I you. know you're going to hear Julie Black sing later on in the show. I can't wait. And Julie will also be here to talk with our next guest, who she worked with in the transformative production of Carolina Change. Thanks again, Julie, so much. We're going on a short break. When we come back, we will talk to actress Vanessa Sears and more with Ms. Julie Black back in a moment. We are back, and this is Finding Your Bliss on Zoomer Radio, AM 740, FM 96.7. I'm delighted to welcome Vanessa Sears to the program. Vanessa Sears is a Dora Award, Toronto Theatre Critics Award, and Critics Pick Award winning performer based in Toronto. Making her professional debut as Nicola in the Canadian premiere of Kinky Boots, Vanessa has since starred on stages all across Canada. Most recently, she worked alongside Julie Black and Misha Brugger-Gossman in Musical Stage Company and Obsidian Theaters' award-winning co-production of Carolina Change. You may have also seen her at the Shaw Festival, the Stratford Festival, or in downtown Toronto, delighting audiences and breaking box office records. Records at Young People's Theatre as Mary Poppins. Vanessa has also appeared on television series such as Suits and has enjoyed doing voiceover work for animated series. Most recently, she recorded an Andrew Siok original song for the new Digital Toronto Fringe Festival alongside Broadway veteran Selena Kennedy. After losing work due to the pandemic, is ecstatic to return to live performance and bring music safely back to audiences with *Porchside songs and intimate 40-minute stripped-down concert concert produced by Musical Stage. Artist Vanessa Sears has been performing professionally for a couple of years, and it's been written that, quote, the wonderful work in which you have performed along with some top-notch awards and, and acknowledgements that you've made are just incredible, and you are definitely a person that we want to watch for on stages all across Ontario and across Canada. Vanessa Sears, welcome to Finding Your Bliss.
4: Hi, thank you for having me.
1: Vanessa, you started out at Sheridan in the musical theatre program, and my daughter Lily is actually going into third-year music theatre performance at Sheridan. And I'll never forget, (laughs) she loves it, I'll never forget her reaction to both you and to Julie Black when her entire class went to see you and Caroline changed. And she was so transformed and loved your performance so much. What was it like being cast in this modern masterpiece as Caroline's daughter, Emmy?
4: It was a really transformative experience. Um, I've had the absolute pleasure of performing in many theaters across Toronto, but when I heard that musical stage and Obsidian were coming together again to co-produce this show, I just knew I had to be a part of it. When I got my sides for Emmy, which are, you know, the little tiny selections of text and song that you do for your audition, I was practicing my songs and I couldn't get to the end of them without crying. Every single time I would just break down, you know, alone in my kitchen, (laughs) trying to get through the work. And it was so poetic and deep and connected. Like, uh, I mean, it's very interesting because Emmy is really not much like myself. And yet, as soon as I started doing the work, it felt like she was inside of me. Like I was not acting. There was no, (sighs) there was no trying. There was no stress. There was no mask. There was just, um... This conduit that opened up. And uh, I think that's why it was so easy to connect with the material and why Emmy was such a a joy to play, even though, you know, Caroline is certainly uh, a hard piece to get through, (laughs) but it was still so joyful and I was so ecstatic to uh, get the opportunity.
1: What a life-changing experience. As the outspoken daughter uh, Emmy, the reviews were unanimous. You were a a major highlight of the show. The reviews said, Vanessa Sears Emmy sparkles with charisma, not to mention that the lady can sing up a storm and has acting chops up the wazoo. Love that one. (laughs) (laughs)
5: That's
1: true. Another review said, then there's Vanessa Sears exploding with vitality as Emmy, Caroline's daughter, who is unwilling to submit to any limits. Your character Emmy has been described as the fierce and fiery daughter who has embraced the changes about to sweep the South because of the civil rights movement. What did you draw on, Vanessa, from your own experience to make this character explode with the pathos and vitality that you brought to the role? And ultimately what was your experience of playing her, Emmy in Carolina Change?
4: I think it's that's an interesting question because part of the actor's job is to imagine. You know, I have not lived this exact life. These are not my personal lived experiences. But what I can do is I can remember very clearly what it was like to fight with my parents and specifically to fight with my mother, especially as a young woman who really, truly, deeply believed that I was right. And, um, you know, that obviously can go either way, depending on the child and depending what the fight is about. Um, But I was very lucky in that uh, my parents raised me to be outspoken and to fight for others. And fight for those who don't have a voice so I could absolutely identify with Emmy's strong passion and drive to see change in the way things were things were being run so it was really really great to kind of get back into that um sort of more stubborn mindset, because I, I hope that <laughs> as, a, as a woman, I've grown into a, a more empathetic, more understanding, more compassionate human being. But as a young person, especially, it's, there's something really exciting and something sort of sparkly about someone who is so driven and refuses to back down because they feel so strongly about something. That's something that actually should be nurtured and fostered. And it was wonderful to get to dip my toe back into that sort of hungry adolescence again. That was really exciting.
1: When you sang I Hate the Bus, it made me cry. (laughs) Can you set up this clip for us, which of course is courtesy of the Musical Stage Company and Obsidian Theater Company?
4: Right. So Emmy and Caroline are both at her employer's house, um, a Jewish family, and they are serving the Hanukkah dinner. And Emmy gets into quite an argument with the grandfather of the household who's visiting. And he, as a Northern Jew, has very differing opinions about the way that Black people in the South need to protest and need to fight for their rights. Uh, Him and Emmy have opposing viewpoints. And they have a yelling match at Hanukkah um, in the living room. And Caroline has to um, reprimand Emmy very publicly. And of course, Emmy is embarrassed and hurt and frustrated and feels like her mother doesn't have her back, and feels like she's uh, being silenced. They go clean up the kitchen, and then they have to go wait outside for the bus because, of course, they don't have a car. They're um, poor, a poor black family in the South. And uh, this song comes out of Emmy leaving the kitchen and feeling that embarrassment and that anger simultaneously with the drive and the excitement that that argument brought forth inside her.
1: Let's roll the cliff of Vanessa Sears singing, I hate the bus from "Carolina change.
5: In every room, a TV and my own telephone. And I live in my house, I live in my house by myself.
1: Oh, incredible. That was just so beautiful and it makes me cry every time I just oh. get back to you singing it. There are moments between you and Julie Black that perfectly capture how generational differences in perspective can strain even deeply loving relationships. How would you describe that mother-daughter relationship in Carolina Change?
4: I think strained is a very good word for it. Um, you can still feel the love. It's just... It's just got this giant obstacle of exhaustion and fear. And I think that that's very real. And um, I think it's kind of a blessing when children don't have to know all of the struggles that their parents are facing. Uh, it's really lovely when when you can provide an extension of that childish innocence for your children. Mm. But at some point when we grow up, we realize that our our parents and our families are not actually superheroes and that they are fallible. And I think uh, that's a big part of this relationship on stage between Emmy and Caroline is both of them realizing together that um, they're equals now. And that that is a different relationship than what they were used to and that they're going to disagree. And it does not mean that they are no longer mother and daughter. There can still be love there. Mm -hmm and uh, their pursuit of that is really exciting and devastating and beautiful. Mm.
1: So here you go, uh, Vanessa, you you graduate from Sheridan, you, you you do really well, you get all this work, but you've only been doing this for a couple of years, yeah. and all the, <laughs> the nominations come out for uh, the Dora Moore Awards, which are pretty huge in the theatre community here, and of course as well the Toronto Theatre Critic Awards, and they the Carolina Change earned a leading nine musical nominations in this year's Dora Moore Award. So first of all, congratulations on winning the Dora Mavermore Award. Thank you. For a performance in a featured role. What was it like when you heard your name and realized that you had won a Dora Award, not just for any role, but for this role in this incredible production?
4: Yeah, it was, I won't lie, it was very, very strange. Um, as Julie mentioned earlier, the awards ceremony was virtual this year because of the pandemic, of course, um, safety first. So we all watched this live stream on YouTube and we weren't given advance notice. Some awards shows will do that and they'll let you know you won so that you can prepare a, a speech or a statement or whatever whatever you like. Um, but the Doras were live and we didn't know whether or not we were going to be winners. <laughs> so there was a lot of excitement, but it was also very, very strange. The Doras are kind of the one night of the year where not all, but the majority of the Canadian theatre, the Toronto theatre industry can come together and celebrate and connect. And one of the, you know, curses wrapped up in the blessing of having work is that you don't have time off to go see other people's productions. So it's a time when you get to see all of your friends and say, oh, I heard this show was amazing. Oh, I did manage to see that one. You were brilliant. And it's just a big love fest. It's (laughs) really, it's incredible. I've been lucky enough to go for a couple of years in a row. And uh, it was very, very strange to be, like, alone in a basement
1: apartment, having a beer, watching the (laughs) Dora. But I bet your emails and your texts and your... Yes, I was showered with a lot of love once my name was
4: announced, (laughs) and that was very, very special.
1: So wonderful. Congratulations. What did it mean to you as well when you won the Toronto Theatre Critics Award for Best Supporting Performance in a Musical? Another phenomenal uh, achievement.
4: Yeah. Like, again, just really really incredible and very special there's something it's always wonderful to be acknowledged and recognized for your work that goes without saying of course we don't do it for the awards but that recognition is something that uh is lovely to receive but doing it for a show that i was so passionate about and that is i'm still carrying in my heart and in my soul today as we navigate these very uncertain times it was especially profound to be recognized for playing emmy um Julie was talking before about imposter syndrome, and I think a lot of artists suffer from that. And uh, this this was a role where I really felt like I had done everything I could and really brought myself and my heart to the role. So to be recognized for that was extra special.
1: That's just incredible. COVID-19 has been so hard on artists and I was so happy to see that you are still working harder than ever and that you just did a porch side concert that was covered by City TV and I saw it on City TV. Can you tell us about that concert and how you're moving forward as an artist during these challenging times? Yes.
4: Musical Stage Company is a godsend. They have programmed these Porchside songs, which are intimate 40-minute concerts that come to your home. Um, we perform on lawns, driveways, backyards, um, wherever there's an outlet and social distancing is possible, we can come to you. So I am performing with Bo Dixon, who I work with on another um musical stage Obsidian co-production called Passing Strange. We met working on that show together. And when Mitchell Marcus, the artistic director of musical stage, asked me if I would be interested, Beau was the first person who came to mind as someone I would love to work with again and uh, who would be a really great fit for that sort of relaxed, casual, but fun, really uplifting, intimate concert. Um, so we've been having such a great time. The audience response has been incredible. It's a really innovative solution. It's very creative thinking for, you know, these very strange times when essentially all theatrical work has had to stop. Musical Stage is one of the only companies I'm aware of that is doing this kind of work and their mandate is to employ and support artists and they've continued to do that through a pandemic and that's really remarkable.
1: That's so remarkable and so inventive and creative. That's uh, kudos to them. That's fantastic. This almost Black cast were all described as powerhouses. This was a production that changed everybody, audiences and everyone on stage, as I mentioned. We need more of this, more creatives, writers, casting directors, stories, crew, ushers, producers, investors. The world is changing. What would you like to see happen, Vanessa?
4: I would love to see more Black women in power. I want more Julie Blacks you know, leading the choir and and showing people how how it can look and that um, it's very, very
1: possible for people who look like us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's going to happen. What is bliss for Vanessa Sears?
4: Oh, bliss is community. Bliss is connection and energy exchange and joy. And I'm very, very lucky to have been reminded that a lot of my joy comes from performing and that uh, we can find community and connection even in times when we aren't allowed to physically touch each other. We can still be close and we can still support each other. And that journey and realization has really, really been
1: a wonderful, challenging, but wonderful experience for me. What is the best way for people to follow you, Vanessa, on social media?
4: Um, My Instagram is Vanessa underscore Sears. And my Twitter is at Nessa Sears, N-E-S-S-A Sears. And you can also follow me. I do have a professional page on Facebook. I believe it's at Vanessa Sears actor. Um, I could be wrong about that, but if you give my name a search on Facebook, you might find my artist page and you can follow me there as well.
1: It's actually been so wonderful having you here. I think you're going to join us later on and be singing us out of the show, which is going to be fantastic. Uh, We're going to be hearing you sing a cover that is absolutely gorgeous. We're also going to hear Julie Black sing right after a short commercial break. Back in a moment.
3: Keep safe and healthy during these challenging days, remembering that life is about moments that we create together.
1: We are back. This is Finding Your Bliss, and I'm here with Canada's Queen of R&B and Soul and now musical theatre performer Julie Black and with singer and musical theatre performer Vanessa Sears. Julie and Vanessa, what was it like working together? Should I go first? You want me to go first?
0: My daughter?
5: My daughter, <laughs> Is my
0: more, daughter mama,
1: there?
5: Is my daughter, daughter there? <laughs> go, mama, go.
0: It was just life-altering for me. Life-altering. And I love working with Vanessa. I, I love watching her. Um, vocals are beast, of course. But I, I, what most don't realize, like I was really studying all of them. I was studying Vanessa a lot. And so she really helped me. She really helped me with um, Becoming Caroline. Mm. Oh, that's so sweet,
4: Jules.
1: (laughs) You you played mother and daughter. Vanessa, what was it like for you to work with Julie and to work in this incredible class, in this life-changing production?
4: Oh, it was really, really special in so many ways. Musical Stage Company and Obsidian both always foster such incredible rehearsal halls. They're very, very dedicated to making spaces safe for everyone who comes through the door. You can feel that when you enter the room. Um, and then having the bonus, the cherry on top of the cake, being that we got to work with Julie Black, who is just this phenomenal performer and this phenomenal human. As as we've heard throughout this interview, um, I was so excited to get to work with Julie. I'd seen her in concert, and I knew her name was attached to this project when I was auditioning, and I was you know so excited um, to get the opportunity to play her daughter and um, just soak up as much wisdom as I could from this phenomenal woman who's been leading black artistry in Canada for so many years when working on that kind of a show. And I think all all of us really got to watch something very, very organic. And that was inspiring.
1: It's so fantastic. What is the deeper meaning of Carolina change? This is for anyone and how can we all move forward to create the change that we really need to make in this world?
0: I'm giving to my Josh. No, go <laughs> ahead. Go ahead. Can <laughs> yeah, point Emmys?
4: <laughs> I would say that when you see the show, you're watching Caroline's astronomical journey. She's really struggling and she's in a very dark place, and it's really, really difficult for her to change. And we get to watch that beautiful journey and that mm-hmm. the, the struggle of those characters in terms of Black rights and Black liberation is ongoing, and we're still fighting those battles. So, Caroline Returns for me doing it at the time that we did and then being launched into this pandemic and into this resurgence of the Black Lives Matter movement, it's really become about change on a global level.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think everyone's sort of all in. So we're all going to do it together. And that's what that's what we want to do. And that's what we want to do more of. I, I want to thank you both so much for being here today. It was an honor to have you and to celebrate the beautiful work that you did in this production and the beautiful work that you're both doing in the world. We have some fantastic songs coming up for you. First up is Miss Julie Black and her song, Seven Day Fool. Miss Julie Black, can you please set this clip up for us?
0: Well, this is my song, Seven Day Fool. It is the Etta James classic that changed my life. Only because I I really love you.
1: (laughs) Oh, so excited. Let's have a listen. And no. Just Julie, I just love that. Again, I want to thank you so much for being with us today. We are truly honored to have had you on the program, and uh, we just we just love you. Thank you so much for being on Finding Your Bliss.
0: It's my privilege, and thank you for helping so many find our bliss. And now, let's keep it.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, have a great day. Thank you. Thank you. Keep okay, on Bye. So exciting. Uh, Vanessa Sears is going to be one of the people to sing us out of the show today, which is wonderful. Can you set up this clip for us, Vanessa?
4: Yeah, this was actually part of a commission for... Um, songbird series, which is another project that I've had the pleasure of working on. Fiona Sauter and Jordan Lafreniere are two artists and entrepreneurs who created a company where you can commission a song for a loved one, whether they are Mm. in quarantine or you just haven't seen them in a long time, or maybe they're going through a hard time, whatever the situation is, you can... Commission a musical theater performer or a singer or a songwriter to send a personalized video to your loved one, and you can select a song of your choice. So um, I got a commission for what's going on and was very, very excited to have the opportunity to perform this with just my vocals. Bo Dixon and I also sing this song in our Porchside Song set. So it's, uh, uh-huh. it was already iconic. You can't do better than Marvin Gaye,
5: but uh, <laughs> we certainly try. <tried. laughs> <laughs>
1: that sounds fantastic. Let's have a listen.
5: Father, father, we don't need to escalate. War is not the answer Only love can conquer hate You know we've got to find a way To bring some love in here today Picket lights and picket signs Don't punish me with brutality Come on, talk to me so you can see what's going on. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? on?
1: Wow. That was so fantastic. I love the tone in your voice. You have such a gorgeous tone. And wow, that was fantastic. Thank you for that. Thank
4: you. Thanks so much.
1: Fantastic. Thank you so much, Vanessa, for being here today. We've just loved having you on the program. And you really are a bliss person. And it's been so delightful having you on Finding Your Bliss. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. It has been a great honor to have on these two exemplary artists and humanitarians, Miss Julie Black and Vanessa Sears, and a big thank you to our team and the Zoomer crew. I would love to close out this show with a quote from Martin Luther King Jr. We have flown the air like birds and swum the sea like fishes, but have yet to learn the simple act of walking the earth like brothers. For everyone here at Finding Your Bliss, I'm Judy Liebrack, reminding you all to take one step closer to making change so that we can all stand united and find our bliss.
3: This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast
0: Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.